And uh, we are finally back here for the My Alpha podcast. It's been a while. There's been some false starts. There's been some false promises. Kind of like a United Premier League season. Um, but yeah, we're back. Um, so you've got Stilo here, and I'm joined tonight first by um, G. Rewi, the Rewi Station, back on the pod. If you're the sports fans. <laughs> and also joined by uh, Michael Roberts, um, newly anointed Super League manager. Uh, kia ora everyone. I actually prefer to go by Rob No Clue at the moment. Rob No Clue. Very active name. And I think that's a good little segue there for um, Rob No Clue. Can you just give us a quick rundown of how your season has started? Um, poorly. Uh, I think, what, 50th in the championship. Uh, five games, five losses in the Super League. Um, it's been tough for the magicians so far. Um, yeah, just haven't haven't been getting those points. Haven't been scoring enough points to win games. And if you don't score enough points, you don't win games. Yeah, that's about it. Tough. They sort of call those um, Matt Ryan numbers, don't you? <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. Really hoping that um, maybe after the podcast today, like actually be talking about fantasy a little bit, we'll see my numbers trend up. But um, yeah, maybe absorbing some. Uh, what is it? Wisdom by osmosis or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, on the flip side, G, how have you how have you started the season? I started off well. I was one of a handful of three and O teams in the Super League, um, and then I was on the wrong side of the Ronaldo debut. So I I had gamed in my mind that starting with Ronaldo before he'd played a game was wrong. And uh, history shows that that was the wrong decision. And I feel that I'm still trying to catch up from that. So two games slid, uh, slide. Uh, and I feel that I'm, I know what I'm trying to do, but I'm not quite pulling it off at the moment. So some residual frustration, but I think it's largely there. Um, just need to keep pushing. Nice. And um, just quickly for myself, I don't think I've started like this in the Moafa leagues for probably about 10 seasons, to be honest. Um, five wins from five. I um, got away with not bringing in Ronaldo first. I still um, stand by your logic, Rui. Um, it just hasn't worked out for everyone. But yeah, it's been, been a good start. Um, what has been really good is looking at the teams across the league. It's quite obvious that everyone is involved. Everyone's trying things. Um, it's quite clear everyone's either listening to fantasy podcasts or on the websites with all the tips or listening to Shane Gooch and his deadline reminders. And we've got a bit of um, a bit of similarity across many of the teams, which I think for the leagues makes it interesting, but also bodes well that we might get someone cracking that, that top 10K, top 5K possibly, because there's dudes obviously taking it seriously, which is great to see. And on that, and on the team's makeup for this first pod back, we're about five weeks in. So um, we here at Moafa Towers think we're starting to see some trends emerging. We're starting to see some some big players emerging, some not so big players falling, and some people that make us question: actually, is the template the right thing to do? So uh, we've got the Rewe Station and Rov No Clue are going to give us a rundown on the good, the bad, and the wild cards in each league. So um, we're going to start with B League, and we're going to start with G, talking us through 
his good for the B League. Yeah, thanks, Steele. So um, just looking at, at the at the B League, you know, there are two undefeated teams. One is Bush, uh, very Bush doing very well, um, but the other is the Guccinators. So I just wanted to sort of unpack Gucci's team for a for a bit um, and sort of contrast it a bit too when I get there to the Super League team I'll talk about. But you know, Gooch um, scores around 70 points around, which is a good clip. I think from last year when we were looking at the numbers, you know, 66 was going to get you to about 2,400. So 70 will probably get you quite north of that. So he's tracking well. Um, you know, he took down one of his biggest opponents in the B-League last week by taking down uh, VFC, which is a great scalp. He's also got a couple of more wings on his hands, so he's taken down Mangaraki Town quite badly in week two, and the Honey Badgers in week one. So he's, you know, he's beating teams well that he ought to be, and his team looks good. It's well balanced. He's poised well to push on. He's um, what I call a man of science. He's a uh, he's a, a person that lives in statistics and wants to understand everything, and everything needs to have a meaning, and that resonates with me. And I think that's what's uh, manifesting in his team. So yeah. it's like essentially good because he's following a similar strategy to you. Correct. Okay. I can, Thanks for I the can, clarification. I can back G up here on, on the way Gooch plays the game. He's definitely someone who looks looks into the numbers and also looks beyond the numbers, if that makes sense. So he will look at all the stuff that's being chucked out by the podcast, by the websites, but he will dig that a little bit deeper. So he will go into all the analysis tools and just kind of look at actually what's the short-term play, what's the long-term play, and think those three or four moves ahead, which for our league, we're starting to see more and more guys do that because as the Premier League game's matured, I think all of our approaches to playing the game have matured. Um, and that leads us to, thankfully, um, G mentioned Matt Sad's VFC, and I think, Robo, is that who you're going to talk about? Yeah, so I was um, yeah keen to highlight Matt Sad's um, VFC. So new entrant into the Maifa Leagues this year um, and going very well so far. So third in the championship. Um, and then after that, lost to Gooch in the B-League um, last week. He's now sitting third in the B-League. But um, yeah, in terms of points total, still looking very strong. Um, started the season um, really, really well. Um, but yeah, I guess if, as I was um, having a look at his team and um, preparing for the section, I actually like while what he's done so far has been really good. Um, I'm just wondering if he's uh, maybe been taking a little bit of a wrong turn um, in the last couple of weeks. So he played as after some really I guess high scoring start to the season. Um, he played as wild card in game week four, um, and since then, yeah, obviously this week only picked up um, 46 points and. Um, his team actually looks to be in a little bit of a tricky spot now. Um, so he's kind of got himself set up where he's got three Wolves players, which I found like quite interesting. Um, and um, the way he's set up at the moment, he doesn't um, really have a premium striker. So you don't see either Ronaldo or Lukaku or, or Kane, I guess, for that matter, um, in his team. And so um, I guess his success so far has kind of been built on getting a lot of points out of his midfield and out of his defence as well. He's had some um, guys putting up big numbers there. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether whether that continues or not. I guess points, like scores, have been good so far. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see whether he can keep up the pace because he has made a really good start. Yeah, just... just oh, oh you, you go on, Jake. 
was going to say, he's the type of type of player that we love to see in the Moafa leagues because he's he's come in, hit the ground running, um, you know, played all his cards from the start, and you know he's, he means business. So you know, I'm a big fan of what he does. Yeah, and I was just going to say, um, based on the based on the fact he's got um, three wolves, he's definitely looking ahead and playing the fixtures. So he's probably just been caught by, like a few of us have, by that the fact that Wolves sort of flatter to deceive. They you watch the three minute highlights packages and you go, how have they not? How have they not won that game? Mm. When actually they're going to keep doing that. Um, talking of Wolves and the bad, um, Robo, do you want to do you want to talk us through your B League the bad? Yeah, uh, sure thing. So um, I've actually opted um, for to have a look at um, Jess Garnett's Jessie GFC. Um, she's uh, she's like she's acquitted herself really well in the Moafa leagues um, since she's joined, and she's actually, I guess, on the face of it, um, looking like uh, she's going all right again this season. So she's picked up two wins um, so far out of five, which is you know good. Leaves her, I think, fifteenth at the moment, but. Um, when you look at her points total, um, overall points total, it's actually relatively low. Um, and I think, you know, I guess uh, what I kind of believe about the game is um, uh, unless you're like, you can kind of um, work with low points totals in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to kind of wash out um, in terms of your head to head results as well. So, um, yeah, a little bit concerning for her. Um, and looking at her team, um, like you, when you look at her team, it should be good. Like there's lots of um, kind of name, big name players there. Um, so you've got the likes of Grealish, um, Bakai Saka, um, Mason Mount, Danny Ings. Um, she's also got Ronaldo as well. Um, but I guess the thing that I did notice about um, the team at the moment is there's no, I guess, like really big midfield option. Um, so lots of sort of mid-range or mid, mid-priced midfielders. Um, but yeah, not and not invested in midfield in the same way that others are. So um, no, no so, Salah, no party? No, exactly, <sighs> um, at the moment. Um, and so I guess, yeah, that could be a concern for her, although um, I guess a caveat to that is that she did have um, 25 points on her bench in game week five. Um, so maybe that suggests like her squad's actually in an okay space and you just got to get that those selections right. But... Yeah, we'll be really interested to see um, kind of how um, how Jess's, I guess, season progresses from here. Yeah. I think she has um, the, um, as I say, she has the, the, the uh, disadvantage of her husband doing very well for once. <laughs> she probably is making, she, did, uh, she did beat him in the head-to-head, though, that they played against each other. Love that. Um. And I think uh, for your bad G, you might be talking about, I think it's one of the new boys to the league. I don't recognise Sledgehammer Albion. So I think it's one of the new boys. Yes, so that's one of the new guys. It's uh, Soul's team. So, you know, just even from a starting point, you know, he averages 56 points a game, which, you know, if you compare that to Guccinators, that's a full 14-point difference. Um, you know, that's, even if you say a player gets one return and that's a goal, that's, it's two returns difference over five weeks, which is a lot of points. Um, if I was to sort of look at Sol's team, I think, you know, personal view, I think maybe he overthought his wild card a wee bit, maybe tried to get ahead of some curves. Yeah, he brought in Sancho, which, you know, 
maybe not a bad move, but maybe it's not the move right now. And I, I think just sort of looking at that going, I can see what he's trying to do. And, you know, if it goes off, then it goes off and it's great because I don't know if many people will have Sancho, but um, is it the move right now? Um, you know, I can't knock the wild, wild card. I just don't think he nailed it. Um, he's had some bad luck. You know, he's had two reasonable scores, but lost both those games. But if your average is 56, then you know, you're not going to win a lot of games when there's some decent returns coming through at the moment. So I think part of the challenge there for Sol is that, you know, his team is performing middle of the road and everybody else is sort of a little bit higher. So, you know, um, the wild card is usually an opportunity to try and bridge that gap. And, and I feel that um, it was a missed opportunity. Personal view, of course, but that's just sort of my interpretation of looking at the team. And just um, just um, just trying to move us along a little bit. Um, so welcome. It's going to get harder, not easier, but welcome. So just quickly, both of you, give us a, a your minute rundown on your wildcard team, starting with UG. Yeah, sure. So just looking at the table in the B League, uh, you know, I think Spurs Spursy is underperforming. 66 points a game, so a whole 10 points uh, higher than Seoul, but they're roughly at the same point of the table. So, you know, I think his team is poised well, and I, and I can see what he's trying to do. Like, he got Ronaldo before his debut. He brought in uh, DCL when he was hot. Um, so I think he's got the quality in his team, and I think he's a quality manager to be able to turn it around, but it's just not there at the moment. So I think, you know, he's one who's poised to strike, but isn't quite doing it yet. And um, Robbo, I think you're talking about um, one, of the, one, of, one of the VEW boys. Benny Inkster and the Invincibles. Yes. So um, Benny, yeah, uh, stalwart of the Moafa Leagues. Um, so he scored he scored 81 points in game week five, which really caught my eye. Um, but that was only his second win of the season. It was first since game week one. Um, played his wildcard game week four. And what I the other thing I really noticed is, yeah, his team's just made up a little bit differently. Like two Brentford defensive options. So Brentford defender and Raya, the goalkeeper. A um, couple of Watford players in there as well. Um, so I think it's like it could be really hit or miss. Like when it um, when it goes well, it's going to go really well. Um, but you can definitely see um, some down weeks as well. So yeah, again, I think it could be um, a wild ride following Benny's team. But yeah, um, he'll be hoping that it keeps going. I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, those Watford guys sort of starting to twist twist my head a bit in terms of options moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Sort of like, oh, but must resist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do I want Ismail Asar in my team? Like, I don't know. He still plays for Watford. <laughs> 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 and then, so that's a good wrap of the B-League. Um, yeah, just as someone who's dropped into the B-League this year, it's bloody competitive and there's lots of good players. So that's what I'm learning very quickly is you can't take any game easy because you are in for a battle. And talking there's, of battles... There's, there's a lot of good teams and Callum Campbell, I, I think you meant to say. <laughs> what, who, who, is, who is worse in the Premier League sphere? Callum Campbell or Arsenal FC? <laughs> it's tough. Real tough. That's tough. And um, moving on to the Super League, our, our Premier competition. Um, and we'll start with the good, the good news story. So we'll start with the good... Gee, do you want to talk us through your your good Super League team and um, knowing who you've got down there? This probably um, 
it's a little stab to the heart having to sing his praises. Yeah, so like Simon and I have been sort of, uh, you know, dawling around um, the way we orientate our minds for several years now. So, um, you know, Farmer is a is a good dude, uh, but him and I see very different sides of the same coin, I think. So, you know, he's the sole undefeated team and he's scoring at a great clip. So another 70 odd points around, um, you know, he's taking some big names down. He's taking down Tim Roots and, and Dan Parker. Um, which, you know, you can't shake a stick at that. Um, and he also deals the teams that he ought to deal to. So, you know, that's the mark of a team that's going to go a long way. Now, he's what I conceptualize as a man of faith. So he's somebody who trusts what he sees and what he what he interprets it more than anything else. And I, and I can't, it's not how I see the world, but I can't knock that either because it's obviously working for him. So, you know, all power to him. He's um, got more faith in himself than I have in myself, to be honest. So... I just had to tip my hat to him. Um, you know, he makes sensible transfers and he's doing well. So uh, full power to him. You think um, his his advantage on many men of faith who might rely on highlights packages and articles on the Guardian and the Athletic is that he probably watches quite a bit of football and gets his totally. his eyes on. Yeah. So he he doesn't half ass his watching. He he goes all in, and I think that manifests itself in how well he does. Like, if you kind of watch a game here or there and then don't supplement that with anything else, like, he is exactly in a place where he doesn't have to supplement. So, you know, good on him, I think. Nice. And, um, Robbo, you've got another another high flyer in the Super League um, to preview. Um, yeah, so just going to look at um, Sam Curry and Curry Train. Um, so they, uh, again, only had their first loss um, this last weekend. They lost by um, a point um, to Naki Juniors and Dan Parker. Um, probably actually, in a way, stitched himself up by having a non-playing third sub. Um, so, it's yeah, it was tough, tough, for, um, tough for Sam. But um, overall, his team's looking, looking really good, um, scores been really good so far and he's got this nice core of um liverpool man united and um leeds players um that seem to do like the bulk of his scoring for him um so his team looks in a really strong position um and he's going going along really really well um and yeah just in terms of his team like he's kind of recently um retooled a little bit so taking some money out of midfield by selling Fernandez and getting Ronaldo in as well. But he seems to, I guess, be making all those moves in the right places like we've talked about with these other guys. Um, and I think can expect him to continue to go well and sit near the top of that Super League throughout the season. Yeah, he's sort of being a guy who's sort of always building to have a breakout season. I probably say this every time we do a podcast. I think he, he could probably do it this season. Um, obviously, that Super League is just so competitive. But when you're sitting sitting with a 4 and one record to start the season, it gives you a good advantage to kick on from. Um, someone who doesn't have a good advantage to kick on from, uh, Matt Rowe and Whitby Lakes FC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they're like they're 17th at the moment. Um, there's only one team that's sitting below them in the Super League, and I can't profile myself. So... Um, so yeah, Matt Rowe, I think the most concerning thing about Matt Rowe at the moment is that, um, he played his wildcard in game week five and only scored 41 points. 
Um, and I think obviously wild cards aren't always about instant returns. Um, but if you look at the team that he's gone to, um, I think there are some big um, question marks in there. So um, I suppose like he's got Salah and Lukaku, but um, he's also got, you know, sitting on a couple of Wolves players as well. Um, and he's kind of, uh, I guess, re, like switched up his midfield, um, moved away from Ben Rama, which is interesting. Like you see across the leagues, um, like Ben Rama is one of the kind of the most owned players and he's kind of moved away from that. Um, and so I kind of feel like he's going to need some things to kind of go right or go his way um, if he's going to drag himself up the table. So one and four at the moment, um, not looking great. Um, yeah, maybe he'll be fighting it out for the wooden spoon um, if things keep going the way they are. He's sort of one of those um, cockroach teams in the Super League though, right? That sort of goes down and then gets his way back up. And Yeah, gets, I think yeah. He, can, he can be quite streaky as well. Like, you know, um, he'll, like, he'll look fairly average for a while and then we'll maybe hit a purple patch of form and then start killing it for a bit. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely don't write him off, but... Um, yeah, not in a good spot right now. And that um, neatly leads us to your your bad G. Yeah, so like I sort of follow on from Jesse's where I think his decision-making has been really good. I think looking at Marksman, the, the takeaway that I get is that I, I think I see what Mark's trying to do. I just don't think he's quite pulled it off. I think there's been a step missing in his thought process potentially you know, so, for example, you know, I can't knock an early wild card if that's what needed to be do, but needed to be done. But I think he's sort of hamstrung his team from that point. So, you know, for example, he brought in uh, Kevin De Bruyne in a in a time where there was uncertainty around when he was playing, what his return was going to be like. Um, I happily beat him that week, but it was a, a situation where I get the move, but I don't get the timing. And you know, uh, so he, you know, he's it's sort of a situation where I think he's making his bed and keeps on lying it, and and I think that's creating his problem. So he's he's sitting towards the bottom of the problem, uh, bottom of the table, um, and I feel that he's in a bit of a hole. Um, and given the Super League being so competitive, and as Robbo hopefully won't find out very soon, once you're in a hole in the Super League, it's super hard to get out of it. You know, you have to be Matt Steele really to get out of a hole that deep. It's only so many times you can dig out of that hole as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting one because Mark sort of hit the highest highs of anyone in the Maafa leagues back in the day. So it's sort of like it's like it is hanging on to recreate that magic. But well, he beat me in a grand final, so um, you know he's he's been there, he's done that. Um, he just needs to. Um, you know, return to that form. And um, yeah, so I guess that moves us on to our our wild cards. Mm. And um, kick us off with your Super League wild card, Robo. Um, so I've opted for um, Jason Carpenter's the bangers. Rocks and diamonds. That, yeah, just knowing <laughs> that he's like one of one of G's favourite teams to talk about. Um, so. Yeah, so he's sitting 11th at the moment. Um, did only pick up his um, second win um, in this most recent game week. Um, but he scored 69 points. Um, and that was with 
um, three guys coming off the bench. Um, so I think he was kind of hit hard. Um, kind of hit hard by um, yeah guys not playing, but still managed to like see it through and get it that strong points total. Um, and I like I get, think just looking at his squad looks really good. Um, so we say say he's rocks and diamonds a little bit, but he's got um, Ronaldo, Salah, um, Alexander Arnold, Ben Rama, Rafinha, um, Ferran Torres. Like if those guys all come off, and it's like you're a good chance of those guys all coming off. You're like looking to rack up big points every week. So um, yeah, I think we're maybe going to see a few more diamonds in coming weeks from uh, from the bangers. Nice. Yeah, he's um he's brought a lot of entertainment to us, <laughs> mainly because <laughs> provided, G... provided a lot of good content for the podcast. <laughs> mainly because G wrote him off that one time and has copped it ever since. <laughs> I'm desperate to start feuding with him, but he won't feud with me. It's he's, too, he's too nice. <laughs> Jason just replied to G's comments. <laughs> Come at me, bro, please. But on on the subject of um of nice guys, um G's going to talk us through his wild card. Yeah, so looking at um the teams, there was one team that just stood out as not being a team that ought to be at the bottom of the Super League. And looking at Bonoffi Monsters, you know, he's scored 10 points less than Jesse in total, yet he's at the wrong end of the table. He's one and four. You know, so he he scores well and gets unlucky. So looking at his loss margins, for example, they are 1.5 point, 5 points, 1 point, and 11. Jeez. One of those one points was against me, so I'll take that. <laughs> but like, still, that's tough. Like, he's... He's lost games by a grand total of 18 points. And it's like, wow, that's, you know, some people, you know, um, Guccinade has pumped Callum by about 30. So like it's, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm picking on Callum, but that was, it's because of numbers <laughs> on my head. But like, it's, um, it's just unfortunate. And like his team is, is strong. Like he wildcard, wildcarded in game week four. And he has Sulla, Lukaku, Ronaldo, Antonio, and TAA. And it's like, that's a scary team, man. And like, if he gets going, he's going at that table fast. Yeah, that... real, real interesting that he's got those three big guns in there. Eh? Like, yeah, and but even so, the stuff around it looks alright as well. So sure to manage, like, because you see, you see more and more of those teams that are emerging carrying Lukaku and Ronaldo, and a lot of them are having to make the sacrifice to either not have Salah or TAA, which. For me, is just like I know Lukaku and Ronaldo are the new shiny prizes, but Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold, like Salah's going to be probably Brilliant. first or second top scorer from midfield, so it's a given. And like TAA is just it. I mean, you're a midfielder at defensive prices, getting clean sheet bonuses. So the fact he's managed to fit that in, and carrying Antonio gives him some room to move when West Ham's fixtures turn. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Because he's always sort of towards the bottom end of the Super League, but not on this point space, usually. So, yeah. No, that's been excellent, guys. Um, That deep dive, I think, good to hear about some of the teams and some of the leagues and give ourselves some food for thought about what we might do with our teams. Um, So, moving on to the next segment, and this was... um, we're going to call this random question of the week and Duncan Stewart gave us this random question this week. I don't know if it's because it's his birthday and he's had a few too many 
few many to drink. But he has asked, um, the originally posed the question of who looks better without a shirt off, Ronaldo or Salah? And I'm taking that question and running with it and actually asking the boys who in the league would look, who in the league looks best with without their shirts off? Is there any additions to Salah or Ronaldo that, that you two can think of? Um, just, just a thought on, on top of my mind, like Ben White's got full arm sleeve tats. So I'll just see what his body looks like. I'm sure he's got tats <laughs> all over his body. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's more of an intrigue point of view. So we got Ben White as an addition to the to the the the, the big two. Yeah, I'm not sure. Eh? I was all I was going to comment was that this is yeah this must be a response to Salah just stripping his kit off in the weekend after he scored like completely unnecessarily. It's like mate, Ronaldo is sh- still the big dog, right? Salah yeah. loves the shirt off celebration, eh? But like mm. Ronaldo, Ronaldo just looks like he's just been carved. Mm. Um. And so I'm, I'm just going to throw a wild card in there. And it's it's more in the bodybuilder style of of shirt off. And it's Adama Traore. Hmm. <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy's not going to be able to get his shirt off the way. It's like not getting over those shoulders. My favorite fact about him is um, before the game kicks off, one of the Wolves um, coaching staff comes out and rubs oil up and down his arms so opposing players can't grab him. I love it. I love it. So good. (laughs) Just, like, love it. And Traore, like, just quick diversion, looking back on the, you watch the three-minute highlights packages. If you watch a three-minute highlights package of Traore, he honestly looks like one of the best players in the world mm. until he gets within sight of goal. <laughs> Sounds like so many players, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, oh, that Wolves, come on, fucking sort it out. <laughs> also sounds like Michael Robertson open play, to be honest. Sorry, what? <laughs> Unnecessary jab. <laughs> <sighs> Kick a man while he's down, right? Yeah. And um, so just to close, we're going to dive into um, the games of the week and the Super League and the B League. So we're going to start off with the game of the week and the B League. And um, for, <laughs> for 99% of us, it's a surprise to see um, one of these players featured in a game of the week that isn't a relegation battle. But the game of the week in the B League is um, FC Gannett, Mike Garnett versus Farms United, Rob Farmer. Um, Garnett is flying very high after like traditionally being one of the worst players we've ever seen. He's nailed three wins out of five. He's sitting there on nine points, comfortably a mid-table with quite a good points total. And um, he's taking on this week Rob Farmer and Farms United. Now, Rob was three points away last week from, from a win and going third in the B-League table. So he's got a good squad assembled. He's jumped on some of those players early. He's got Saar. So for me, that's the pick of the B-League games of the week. Any any inkling from you two about who might take that out? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to go past Farms United. Um, like they'll be looking to bounce back up after... Um, after coming down from the Super League last season. So you'd expect them to be really strong. Um, probably there's no way that Garnet's um, form can continue getting it. <laughs> on, on, the other, on the other side, I'm a, I'm a believer in, uh, in Gannett 
an FC Gannett. So, you know, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would assume do well. Is, um, and if you answer no, you're probably incorrect, but is it all of our dreams that um, FC Gannett gets promotion from the Super League and um, Wilson gets relegated in the same season? Oh, how good would it be? <laughs> it would be a hell of a story. But I've won the Super League, and I think that would still be my favourite thing to ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, moving on to the game of the week in the Super League, and um, you two have both actually chosen these teams as your good of the Super League. So we've got What a Moment FC, Jesse Farmer versus um, Sam Curry and the Curry Train. Um, first versus third. Both are sitting top 10 in the championship. Um, Sam is sitting fifth. Jesse is sitting 10th. If Jesse was to beat Sam and um, one more result was to go his way, he would be sixth clear at this earlier stage of the season. So it's a massive game in the context of um, that race for the minor premiership. How do we how do we see that one going? G? Well, I guess I had the, I guess I had the back foot boy, Jesse, for this one. Um, you know, looking at his team, he hasn't taken a step wrong in my mind. So, you know, back him to keep going. And um, Robbo? Well, I guess that leaves me with um, Sam Curry, I guess. <laughs> uh, take the other side of it. I think, um, likewise, the team's looking really strong. Um, you know, uh, hopefully iron out those kinks that, that um, set him wrong last week. And then, um, but you should be looking at a really good score again. So we'll push Jesse all the way. Um, yeah, it'd be totally. really interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think that one's going to set the tone for the season because I think both of them have still got their wild cards. You guys would know because mm. you've looked at them. Yeah, so I think yep. whoever yep. Um, whoever can get on top there is sort of setting themselves up for a good run. Mm. Well, um, thanks everyone. That's going to bring us to the end of the, the podcast this week. We will... Um, try and get a bit more momentum get a few more of these podcasts going i know a few of them have asked a few of you guys have asked for them to get the interest up so um yeah so enjoy and um we'll see you on the other side of this week cheers guys sweet thank you yep cheers sports fans